Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! Hey folks, you're listening to episode 18 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. Thanks for joining us, Jeepers. This is where you get a chance to call us and talk to Tony and myself live. Each week we have a question about a Jeep or your Jeep life, and we ask you to call in and share your Jeep experiences with us. So don't be shy. Call in now, and you'll know you're on the show when um you'll know you're It'll, too. You'll know when you'll you're hear on the, the show. show on your phone. <laughs> when it's your turn, you'll know. You'll know instinctively. So and shows. <laughs> oh, just dial 302-202-1110 and enter in code 219-835. And Tony, we have a really cool question tonight. Oh, great. But probably not for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'll uh, I'll just mention real quick. I'm over here in Texas. Uh it is a uh, a red state and uh, I'm proud to say that. And uh, team red. I was listening to a a previous show uh Tammy today, a previous episode of the Jeep Talk Call-in show, and uh I forgot I hadn't been talking about where I was from or uh you know the the whole team red thing. Did we right. did we stop doing the I team red? I guess that. you gave up, right? You're not uh yeah. not so much the black person anymore. So Well, you you kind of just stopped talking about Red Jeep and you stopped playing your little, I'm not going to bring it up again because you'll start playing Red it again. Red Jeeps are but, sexy. Yeah. Oh, thank so you for I, mentioning that. I don't that. feel like I'm like on the defensive. <laughs> well, you know, if you just went with a Red, you know, I was listening and and you actually said that whenever you went to get a your Jeep, I think it was the first or second time that you went to get your black uh, uh, Wrangler, your JKU, Sahara first, Rubicon second. That when you went there, there were no red jeeps on the lot, and mm-hmm. I, I anticipated my response listening to the show because it's been a while since I've uh, since we did that show, so I wouldn't didn't remember what my response was. But I anticipate anticipated my response was going to be, well, that's because everybody bought the red ones first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think jeep? You think fancy? You know, snazzy, flashy right. red jeep? So anyway, I know they were happy to get you there, Tammy, because you got the black jeeps off the parking lot for them. Exactly. No one was buying them, right? That's right. So where are you, Tammy? I, I always forget. I'm way over on the East Coast, right outside of the nation's capital in Maryland. Trump land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you say so. <laughs> oh, boy, it's going to be an interesting four years. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> 
I think- so tonight we are going to talk about, I don't know where I grew up right now. They are getting inundated with snow. Oh, yeah. Up in um, North Dakota. And it got me thinking, you know, gosh, that's going to be coming here soon. I know, Tony, you don't have to do stuff like this. But uh, I, wish I, I was just wondering, are other Jeepers ready for the winter? And what are, how do, with their Jeeps? Mm-hmm. And what do you do to get your Jeep ready for the winter? Yeah, if you don't have a Jeep, we don't give a rat's ass what you do about this coming winter. Only if you have a Jeep. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, maybe, for this, maybe just for the purposes ready? of the show, we care. But, you know, any, we, we care about you regardless. <laughs> yeah, how do you get your Jeep ready for the winter? I think that was the uh, the subject, right, Tammy? Yep. Or is your Jeep ready for the winter? Yep, I mean, I, I would assume you change uh, the uh, make sure the antifreeze is uh, is is proper ratio, and uh, but uh, I'd like to know what you guys do. You know, I, was, I know some people. Um, this guy I follow on Instagram, he changes his tires. He oh well, yeah, I guess I can see that. Where is where did, he's, he's where, in Ohio? Ohio, yeah, yeah. So uh, he changes it. I would assume for uh, the snow and the ice, probably a mm-hmm. narrower tire or something. Yeah, I. I I'll have to go look to see what he's changing him into. Oh, my God. You tease us with he changes it, and you don't know what kind of tire he changes to? I'm going to look right now, but while I'm looking, (laughs) why don't we take the caller? Yep, yep. Let's uh, let's get to our caller that was here before the show started. So uh, let's uh, let's talk to Goose. Goose, thanks for calling. How's it going out there, man? Let's see. Hey, how's it going? There he is. I was afraid I didn't have something right on the the board here. You've probably just taken a nap while you were waiting for us to get to you. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and happy belated uh, no, birthday I'm sorry what was that Goose can you now hear me Tammy was talking over you we can hear you now okay so the question was how do you get ready for the winter time yeah how do you what do you do to get your jeep ready for the winter uh, well, here where I live, uh, there's actually quite a lot of things that I add to the back of the Jeep. Um, as far as, you know, prepping for a stranded situation. Oh, okay. I have been stranded before, and it was not fun. And so while I was in that situation, I could pass time and you know, to wait myself out. I started making a mental list. I actually wrote it down several times. Oh, that's a great idea. So and especially you, you don't have, since you don't have um, anything else to do while you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, with, you know, my, with my past, I, I pretty much know how to survive on my own, but if, whenever you're with your vehicle and, you know, you have the opportunity to take on additional supplies, uh, it would behoove you do so, especially in the wintertime. Um, I would have to say uh, just take care of yourself first. And, you know, have a source of fire, have a source of being able to leave if you need to, and um, a way to move yourself towards help as quickly as possible. If you want me to, I can go into a little bit of detail on how to just break that down. Um, well, I thought I would just mention. I'm sorry. I thought I would just mention that uh, I uh, I've always lived in Southeast Texas, 
And I think the last time I saw any accumulation of snow here was in 1973 and 1974. We got like five inches, which is like nothing. And it didn't last very long, but, you know, like over maybe 24 hours. So nothing that we really had to be concerned about, like what you're talking about. Uh, but I did have a coworker several years later that uh, was from Wisconsin. And I remember him telling me that you have to make sure that you had enough fuel in your vehicle before you went anywhere. Because if the, if you're, if you got stuck, you got stranded and your vehicle didn't have enough fuel to run and the, and it didn't run and your heater wasn't able to make heat that you could freeze to death. And I had never thought about that. I think he said you don't, you don't go, you don't go out with less than half a tank. So I would assume that, uh, the, the amount of fuel that you have, uh, is one of the critical things about being prepared for uh, the temperatures. Oh, I guess here's a good temperature, especially for, for a boy from southeast Texas. How uh, how cold does it have to be for you to worry about the temperatures? I would assume less than 32, but I may be wrong. Um, for me, just with uh, temperatures that I had to deal with, without not having proper gear, um, it would... I don't start worrying about myself until about 20. 20 degrees. Okay. That makes sense. So um, do you do any you know, physical higher, changes to your Jeep at all? Uh, thanks to my Jeep, uh, I guess I'll, I'll move front to back and I'll keep it quick. Um, I ensure everything on my winch is up. Make sure that if I do get stuck in snow, I can self-recover. I would add a and with the winch, I would make sure you have your own um, anchoring device to move yourself out. If you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, you don't know where you're at. Uh, a land anchor. Uh, moving into the, uh, the engine compartment, I would ensure that you uh, your batteries have a good charge. If you have batteries that are good at cranking in cold temperatures, you have a good D-cycle or a good charging capacity, like the Red Top Optima. Or you know an Odyssey AGM, or for a thief like the Yellow Top, or a, you know the uh, Odyssey Extreme, and of course your radiator. Make sure you got proper fuel mixtures, and make sure you're around the proper way to fill. As far as inside, you know, heat, heat fuel. Have your heat fuel, and uh, if you you know you're going to be stuck somewhere, or if you ever plan on going somewhere where you think you will be stuck. Try and make it a point to figure out where you can disconnect your fuel line and get a little bottle of fuel to help you start a fire. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Well, that sounds like it's really scary living up there. And I forget, Goose, where are you located? Um, I'm actually located far east of the springs, but um, I have gotten myself stranded uh, out in in the Rocky Mountains before I got myself stranded in the Rocky Mountains. And on it, I didn't have any way to get out to anybody. So luckily, you know, I had packed, uh, they look like tennis rackets, but they're, they're snowshoes. They're strapped to yeah. your shoes. Yeah, I remember seeing I those in cartoons. I had a set of those. And yeah. I had a set of those. Um, I kept a cord of wood and an axe with me at all times. And, um, My goodness, that's a... You know, fire starter. That just sounds scary as all get out. I mean, there's a lot of preparation you guys have to do being up there. You ever think? Yeah. You ever thought about moving you know, to the that, uh, more temperate zone? Just, <laughs> that, you know, all that prepping, honestly, that's that's mainly. I, I don't know if anybody else that does that 
kind of stuff. I mean, I know one or two guys, but that's um that's mainly just me. I'm you know I overprep like that just because I I've, I've been negligent and I've put myself in that situation before. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not really all that scary. It's, it it sounds scary, but no, it's not. It's not that bad. I mean, I don't like breaking down, but I never figured I'd die from it. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, don't. That's pretty think, scary. You know. <laughs> Like if you're just in the city going, you know, driving to and from work or whatever, um, you really don't have to worry about that. But if you're going out, you know, like if you're going off-roading or like when I was younger, when my family went on trips and we were going from city to city, we always had our survival stuff in our car in the wintertime because you just never know. Yeah. Well, it really depends on the on the conditions, too. I mean, if you get a blizzard, uh, it doesn't matter if you're surrounded by people. They may all be strand, stuck like you are from, from what I remember seeing on the news. So, Right. Well, Goose, thanks a lot for calling in. We appreciate it. We yeah. also appreciate you being there for our very first caller. Uh, I know uh, it's probably common knowledge to all you folks. Uh, you just think about a talk, a, a call, talk, uh, a Jeep Talk call-in show. Uh, we always worry uh, about, uh, are we going to get a caller tonight? Yeah. <laughs> we figure no and what. you know what? <laughs> if you called last week, you can call this week. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, you can call every week. And um, I just want to say, give a good big shout out to Goose um, and happy belated birthday. Yes, happy belated birthday. Um, and folks, call in. Um, I just lost the number. Oh, I got it. 302-202-1110. That's 302-202-1110. And then you'll be asked to put in your special super secret code that I'm going to give out right now, like Hillary did in her emails, 219-835, that's 219-835, and then you'll uh, you'll be listening to us on your phone, and then uh, you'll know whenever we're talking to you. Yeah, and tonight we're talking about, is your Jeep ready for the winter? Yeah, what do you do? What do you get? What do you do to get your, your Jeep ready? Boy, Goose is very prepared, but it sounds like to me, uh, the thing that I always told my kids you can let, learn it from uh, me and mom, or life will be happy to teach you. It just won't do right. it as nicely. <laughs> and it sounds like, um, from what Goose said, that's how he learned to be yes. prepared. Because he got in situations, and he's like, oh, okay, I got, next time I need to bring this, and I need to bring that. And that's a lot of it is just learning the areas that you live in and what you do. Everybody's going to need different things and to do different things to their Jeeps. Like, Tony is not going to need a cord of wood and an axe down in Texas during the winter. Well, I might need an axe. It just wouldn't be for uh, staying alive and starting right. a fire. Well, you Keep know, yourself warm. Uh, you know, if you were out stuck in the wilderness, you might need uh, to do that, regardless oh. of, uh, you know, needing it to stay alive for, for warmth. You may need it to uh, to cook food. And uh, I like being prepared. I I need to carry more stuff in my Jeep on those uh, those eventualities. And I think also, too, when you're prepared, you're more likely to help somebody else, which is a great thing. Right, right. Now, do you change your preps from season to season with your Jeep, Tony? We only have one season, Tammy. Okay. Uh, we uh, The wintertime is usually uh, two days in February, uh, and they're not consecutive. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's like a mild winter. That would be like spring for us. Yeah, if uh, if it gets down to uh, forty, sometimes it gets down uh, to below freezing. Uh, I remember when it got down to seventeen degrees, and I think it was nineteen eighty four. So it's <laughs> it it doesn't get 
cold here like that. And when it is like that, it's not for very long. Yeah, for me this year, I'm really excited because the tires that I have are Goodyear Duratrax. And I have heard from so many different people um, how those are the best tires to have for the ice and snow. I've heard it from different, you know, groups of people mm-hmm. that those Goodyear Duratrax are the best. So this is your first winter with uh, the lifted Jeep with the new wheels and tires, right? Yes. Okay. So yes. yeah, you'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you, it's funny if you go on to my YouTube channel, one of my most watched videos, there's three of them of me trying to plow through the snow on our street. It's like two feet. Um, we shoveled our driveway. So I'm in our shovel driveway trying to get out onto the snow and I couldn't do it. Um, and finally on the third attempt, you can see my husband in the video. He's like waving me, get out of that seat. And let me do it. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated. I'll show you how it's done. Yeah. So he gets in and he just wails on the pedal mm-hmm. and just spins and spins and he, he does it, but that's my most watched video. But, um, a lot of the comments in there, they're talking about those, you know, wimpy stock Rubicon tires don't, don't do well in oh, snow. Okay. So, so that's why I'm really excited to see how these new, um, dirt tracks do. So we can be expecting a future video of, uh, of you going through the snow. I, I yeah, just hopefully hope- it snows. You got, you guys got a lot of, uh, uh, uncharacteristically heavy snow last year, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Now we don't. Get you may you may not get snow. as much uh, this oh year. We'll just have to wait no. and see. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't really do a lot of other preps except for putting um, survival stuff in my jeep, shovel, mm-hmm. and um, salt or sand. You know, like kitty litter, because uh, that helps if you you know start get stuck. You can put it under your wheel and helps give you traction. Um, you things know, like that. You know, Gustus mentioned something that you probably uh, would be thinking about getting uh, if, if you haven't already been thinking about it, that you don't have. You have a winch bumper, but you don't have a winch. I know. I need to do that. Have you been looking at any winches? Have you been thinking, especially with the uh, the wintertime coming up? Actually, I've been like focusing on my skid plates, but I really do need to consider getting a winch, especially that I go off-roading as well. Mm-hmm. But another thing he mentioned, and um, another friend, CPO, when he went out to um, Colorado, one of those land anchors, I think that's yes. what... Goose- yeah, that was the next thing I was going to mention to you. I was I was actually going to ask him about that, because I can very well imagine that you get out there someplace in the snow, and it may be well over 100 feet from anything else that you could connect on to to, to winch yourself right. out. You know, even if you, like, get in a ditch or something, you drive off the road, Um and there's no trees around you. I, I was uh, I was watching a Facebook Live broadcast last night from uh, Ryan Ward, and uh, he was actually uh, there was about uh, five or six jeeps out in uh, on this very snowy road, uh, no lights around, so I don't know exactly where they were, but uh, they were out. Uh, it was several JKs, uh, maybe a JKU and an XJ, and they were trying to recover either one or two jeeps. And uh, it was uh, so snowy and icy over there in Utah that uh, this uh, uh, JK or JKU had uh, slid off the road. And I'd asked him, you know, not knowing any better, uh, not having any experience in snow and ice, 
um, that, uh, well, what happened was he driving too fast for conditions. I mean, the snow was pretty thick. I mean, it was pretty deep where they were. Right. And uh, I don't think it was two feet, but it, there was a lot of snow. And uh, he says, no, he goes with the, uh, with all the snow and then the rain and then it freezing over. He says, you could be driving five miles an hour and just, it'll just mm-hmm. vehicle just slide off into the ditch. Oh yeah. So that's what he, uh, I think he was indicating that's how this Jeep got stuck. So it was, uh, it was really interesting, uh, watching that video. And just as they were getting hooked up from the rear, cause they were trying to pull it forward and they couldn't just as they were getting hooked up from the rear and they were pulling the line taut. His phone uh, went. I figured his battery died or something. So you, you, there was no payoff. I didn't get to see him right, pull like, out. What happened? <laughs> hey, Tony, I, it looks like we have another caller. Um, yep, I, it looks like it's Steve. Steve, thanks for calling. Uh, how you doing over there, bud? You don't know nothing about, know nothing about that snow either, do you? I know lots about snow. I grew up in it. <laughs> That's me giving him a hard time because he's out there in sunny California. Well, I, I have to admit, I'm not doing anything to my Jeep right now except working on it, getting ready for next season. But uh, uh, if I if I was living up in the mountains, then it would be a different story. Uh, we used to, uh, or what I used to do when I was living in Washington State on the east side, where it snowed, you know, lots of ice and stuff, uh, I always had two sets of tires. I had my off-road tires, and I had my uh, street slash snow tires. And uh, I always ran something like uh, uh, Michelin radials or something like that on it and uh, just did great in the snow and did a lot of long-distance traveling. Yeah, I guess uh, people have is, to. The other thing is to carry a blanket in the car or with you. Definitely. You installed, you know, you need to stay warm. Always carry a coat with you, warm clothing, um, and good foot gear. Uh, don't oh, yeah. uh, try running around in the wintertime in your sandals because it doesn't work too well. <laughs> sandals and white socks. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, it's not like you're living in Seattle, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Good old Josh. So, uh, you know, does anybody think about getting one of those very uh, low temperature uh, sleeping bags to throw in the back? So uh, I would think that if you had a, a 20 degree or maybe a negative 10 degree um, um sleeping bag you would uh, be able to jump in that thing and keep yourself warm and toasty that's uh, a really good idea well i never have i never have uh you know something you know good blanket and uh, and warm clothes anyway uh, the coldest i've ever been in is 16 below and, Goodness, uh, that, was, that, was, that was pretty cool for me yeah that's that those temperatures really really can get to you i was in 80 below wind chill before um and it's it can be very dangerous yeah you made a good point about the the footwear because i think that's probably the the biggest danger uh in cold weather is uh frostbite to the all the little fingers and toes and i think we pay more attention to the fingers than we do the uh, the toes so uh good footwear and uh, nice uh, uh thick socks to help uh keep that warmth in your uh, extremities is very important yeah, I usually, uh, you know, if I'm in that kind of weather, I wear my insulated boots. They're supposed to be good for 20 below or whatever they are. Um, they're they're a waterproof boot, and, and uh, those are real handy to keep your feet toasty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what uh, I was going to say, too, when you know, Steve said waterproof, keeping yes. your, your extremities dry. 
So is there anything that you use specifically yeah. to the Jeep, like maybe the coolant system? Do you just make sure that the antifreeze level is, is correct? Or do you, uh, is it something that you'd have, if you were in a, a winter, a full-on winter environment, like in Minnesota, close to the Canadian border, for example, is that something that you would uh, uh, change out the uh, the cooling uh, liquid with maybe something different or maybe a higher ratio? Or is that just something you can check and uh, see what level you're good for? Well, I always try to have a 50-50 mix, which is about as good as you can get with regular antifreeze. Um, and uh, uh, I run that year-round, whether I'm, you know, winter or summer or where I'm at, that's mm-hmm. what you really want. Um, there's a lot of people uh, go to a lighter oil, which is a good thing uh, in uh, that kind of a winter situation because oil can get really, really thick. Even though it's supposed to be a uh, you know 1040 or something like that, it can get uh, where it doesn't uh, circulate very well. And here's something else that a lot of people don't realize, and it's getting harder to do this now. But uh, you used to always take a trouble light, stick it, turn it on, stick it under the hood, 100 watt light, mm-hmm. and uh, then I'd throw an old blanket of some kind over the hood, and that would keep the engine. No matter, even in that 16 below stuff, uh, if you had a nice big you know, blanket or an old quilt off of the bed or something like that, that would keep the engine at above freezing temperatures. You didn't have to worry about it, and it would help the engine start and warm up more quickly. But you're using something that's getting harder to find, an incandescent bulb. Yes, I, I said that. <laughs> I said that, and, and I realized that, but... Uh, uh, I still do have a, a chop light with an incandescent bulb in it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I know one of my first vehicles that I got had a block heater. And I remember moving down to South Carolina, and there's a plug hanging right outside of the grill of the vehicle that I had. And this guy's like, you have an electric car? <laughs> I'm like, no, that's just to keep keep the engine warm in the winter. So, yeah. Block heaters are cool. Uh, I've never had the the pleasure of having having one personally. Um, I might add also, if your, your antifreeze does freeze, um, you know, and and so forth, uh, before you can fix it, you got to thaw it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, you know, you can have a, a block freeze and not have any, any problems with it. I've had that happen. Um, but the uh, light bulb under the hood trick is good for that too, and wash radiator and everything. That's so, a good uh, idea. So uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, yeah, so I would suspect that there might be a, a market coming up uh, where, uh, since you, if you won't be able to get uh, any uh, uh, incandescent bulbs, people will come up with little uh, hundred watt heaters that you can put under your uh, right <laughs> under your hood to do that. Because uh, I've heard that before, uh, even uh, being down here where we don't have to worry about it. That it's a, a great way, just a light bulb is a great way to keep the uh, the engine nice and toasty, or at least uh, warmer than what it would get uh, if it was uh, left out in the cold. And Tammy, would you believe that my Jeep has a block heater? Really? Yep. Uh, when I went to get it, they told me that this uh, this Jeep with the upcountry package, they don't know why they got the upcountry package Jeep, but they did. They said normally the upcountry up packages, uh, package yeah, Cherokees or, uh, well, they said Colorado is what they told me. They, they right. normally sell these things in Colorado. 
And I went, well, that's fine with me, so I'll take it. Uh, right. I, I do need to replace the cord. After almost 20 years, the uh, the power cord has uh, uh, worn. Have you ever used it? Never plugged it in. Yeah, probably not. Mm-mm. No need for it. But it's cool knowing it's there. I mean, you know, with... Uh, uh, with the the global warming, global global climate change, you never know what might what you might need, right, Steve? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Tony, the climate's been changing for a long time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, well, certainly the political climate has changed recently. Hey, That's Steve, sure. you, we've we've gone past the first fifteen minutes on uh, that. Uh, what do you do to winterize your Jeep? You, did you have any topics that you wanted to discuss with us? Uh, I don't know. Um, now you caught me flat-footed here. No, no. Yeah. It's the, as I tell everybody when I ask a question, of, whether it's a personal or on the show, no is a perfectly acceptable answer. Right. <laughs> you don't have to have oh, something to talk oh. about. What are you doing to your Jeep to get it ready? Yeah, been, oh, my Jeep? Yeah. Oh, it's in pieces. Oh, really? <laughs> I've been doing all kinds of things to it. Um, so, so did the but, Dana 35 uh, finally blow up? No, no, I didn't. Nothing blew up. But you will be happy to know, Tony, that you'll be able to sleep well in Texas now because I am replacing my Dana Thirty Five. Oh, but it's only because you you're you're getting around to it, not because it broke. So when no, you say get ready break. for the it season, it's a good rear end. Yeah, see, he just I knew he had that Chrysler eight point two five ready to go, and I knew that uh, he was going to break that Dana Thirty Five because he'd never hear the end <laughs> of it. <laughs> So when well, you're talking about the, uh, for the season, uh, you mean I'm putting next? in a, a Dana 44. Oh, I got a uh, I got a match set of Dana 44s, Jeez. and uh, I'm updating them. They're they're old Dana 44s, so uh, there's a number of things I have to do to them. But uh, starting with the rear, I've got it all getting it set up for uh, a link rear end, and uh, got the top truss and all that stuff welded on and, and, uh, uh, repositioning the shocks and so forth and so on. And, and, uh, adapting, uh, my, uh, WJ brakes to, uh, it and so forth. So I can have good brakes when I'm done. And anyway, yada, yada, yada on it goes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's, uh, that's the fun times in my shop. And I'm just taking my time at it. Uh, uh, not getting in any hurry because when I do, I start making mistakes when I'm yeah. fabricating. So. Yeah, that's true. Now you're currently running uh 31 inch uh, diameter tires, if I remember correct correctly. With the Dana 44, right. is your with the Dana 44 is are you going to uh, what are you going to go to? Or are you going to stick with the 31s? No, I'm not sticking with the 31s. Uh, no, I'm going to run uh, 37s. I think. Ooh, going to run I'm with the jealous. big dogs. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Well, I'm going to go big iron. I might as well go big tires. I agree. Right? I agree. I just thought you might be, uh, you know, because you've been very conservative with your tire size, I think, because of the Dana 35. Uh, so you're going to be locked, I would assume, front and rear on the Dana 44s, 37-inch uh, yep. tires. And uh, what about lock? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what lockers are you going to use? Well, right now I'm using going to use Spartans. Uh, later on I'll put a Detroit in the rear, but uh, I uh, – I won a raffle uh, for uh, $500 worth of goodies at an off-road oh, yay. outfit. And, and uh, so uh, I got a couple of lockers with it. So I got three oh. lockers to put in. That's awesome. 
So, um, trying to think because the Spartan is an auto locker, which means, uh, how do you, how do you, that will, since it's not selectable, I guess putting it into and taking it out of four wheel drive is how you keep it from being locked while you're in the front while you're driving around. Is that correct? No, they just, they just freewheel. You can't even tell they're there while they're freewheeling. Besides, Tony, I'm going to have humps now. Oh. Get a yeah, okay. Is that standard on the Data 44? Yeah. Okay. And, well, and with certain certain models, uh, these axles are out of a Scout. I, I think they had Warren Hub standard. Gotcha. Um, if you had the Bronco Data 44, I think Ford made the hubs for those. But, uh, well, that is... I've, I've, that is many times. that is definitely very exciting. Dana forty four's front and rear, and uh, my goodness, with the lockers, uh, we ha- and you're doing all this all by yourself. Do you have like buddies that come help you? No, no, I just uh, do it all by myself. I've been doing stuff like this forever. When I was uh, in my twenties. I got hooked up with a local four-wheel drive shop, and they uh, were kind of hardcore about certain things. And and one of the things that uh, one of the guys did, uh, uh, Mac, he just went out of business. I think he finally retired from old age. But uh, he always had uh, in a 44 housing sitting around, and he did things like push the tubes out and shorten them up and press them back in and make Jeep rear ends out of pickup rear ends. And he made a lot of stuff for the local farmers and for their swamp buggies and stuff so they wouldn't break stuff. And uh, I was doing my custom suspensions, and I'd help him out with engine conversions and all that stuff. So I got really involved with this stuff at a fairly early age. It makes a difference when you get experience yeah. with things, and it certainly makes a lot of difference whenever you're uh, working on your on stuff to, to feel uh, more comfortable with it. Well, Steve, we're going to move along, and uh, we appreciate you calling in. Hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving, you and your family. And and Tammy, if I remember correctly, he does have at least one buddy helping him. It's a cat that goes oh. out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, that's Thank you, uh, Steve. That's uh, our calls for tonight. Thank you very much for uh, for calling in. We really appreciate uh, hearing from you guys. And uh, you know, uh, Thanksgiving came and went, and uh, Black Friday has uh, has come and gone. Maybe. Cyber Monday has is over, but that you can still go over to uh, JeepTalkShow dot com and listen to our uh, Amazon. You bought what uh, your Jeepers gift uh, show that we did? Just go over there. It's the uh, episode two fifty six, I believe, and. Uh, yep. Tammy, Josh, and I all came up with uh, items that we thought would be really cool uh, for you or the Jeeper in your life. And don't forget, folks, Thursday night, we have the Jeep Talk Show. Um, Josh, Tony, and I at 10 o'clock Central. And this week on Wrangler Talk, I'm going to be sharing with you the top five mods every Wrangler should have for the winter. That's great. It's very timely. I, I guess uh, a little late for some parts of the country, but... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Still. We need to put that on our calendar, Tammy, for next year so that we know that uh, uh, sometime in early November, before the snows hit, uh, right. to, to do the same thing. Have a little list to remind everybody year after year, because there's new Jeepers coming about coming on the scene all the time. Yep. Every day. Every day. 
So, folks, also on Tuesday, next Tuesday, we'll be right here. In case you missed calling us, you can call us um, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock Central. Mm-hmm. I'm on Eastern Time, so I always forget. Um, so don't forget to call in next Tuesday night. Even if you called in tonight, you can call in again Tuesday. Yeah, don't uh, don't be one of those people that, uh, that oh, I wanted to call in, but I'm just too nervous. This is talking to a couple of people over the phone. It's uh, It's really simple. It's a great time. Yeah. You guys have a great night, and we will see you Thursday. Episode 257, Tammy. Getting closer to that 300. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.